It was a pretty impressive group. A lot of these guys truly do look the part, and when you watch them go out there and compete at a high level and get that great effort and energy and something to be excited about. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I mentioned yesterday that uh, someone brought a bunch of radishes into work. Big bowl of radishes. Put them on the community table. Anyone wants a radish, take a radish. And so me, never turning down any free food, I I ate a bunch of radishes yesterday. I got back today. There's still radishes there. And I grabbed one. I grabbed one right before the show. I'm becoming a radish guy. I don't know why someone brought them in. I don't know where they came from. But I've been munching on radishes. Today, I went to a bakery in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, we had to shoot a video for something. It's not important. I was at one of the, the best bakeries in the extended lacrosse area. If you were to draw Luke Fickle style, you know, a 50-mile radius around lacrosse, I think this place would be the best bakery around. And I was looking at all the options while we were there. I'm like, oh, I want to get something to take home. I'm here. And you know what I was drawn to? I was drawn to the rhubarb. The, the rhubarb items. The, uh, the rhubarb tort, rhubarb crisp. Uh, r- r- rhubarb is awesome. And I think maybe like the radish... As I learned yesterday, I'm going to finish this one. I think we learned yesterday that the radish can be a great snack. Today, I'm like, you know what? I love rhubarb. And I think rhubarb is a really underrated food item. I think in Wisconsin, a lot of people grow it in their yard because it's so easy to grow. You cut it all down, it'll grow back in like a week. It's truly like the can't mess up item in, in Wisconsin gardens. I love rhubarb. I think it's fantastic. You put it in a pie. Put it in a crisp or a tort. So today, I have it right here. I have a rhubarb custard crisp. And my God, is it good. It weighs like 100 pounds. I picked it up. I was like, holy smoke. So I'm going to go home and enjoy that after the show. So that is your, your daily food update. I know I mentioned what I was snacking on yesterday. So I thought, you know, just shout out the rhubarb. Very underrated fruit. You can do a lot with rhubarb. You can freeze it. You can put it in breads and muffins and, and baked goods. Rhubarb sauce is excellent. Just gotta, just gotta shout out rhubarb to start the show. I don't know. I like rhubarb. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Phils. Today is a very exciting day because we got the Packers schedule. Matt Schneidman put it out there. So here's what I'm thinking we do. I'm thinking you call the show today, and everybody who calls in, I'm gonna put on some dramatic music, and we're gonna go through the whole schedule and win loss it with every caller. Does that sound? Does that sound fun? I actually thought maybe that would be kind of a funny thing to do tonight. Is Someone calls in, I fire up the NFL primetime music, you know, the dun, 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 that, and then we go through, I say, week one, Bears, and then the caller goes, win, and we go down, and it would be kind of funny to do that with every caller, but I don't know if it would be very productive. We're going to react to the schedule and look at some of the games and circle the most interesting ones, and and I don't want to win-loss the schedule and say, this is win-loss, win-loss, uh, 11 and 11 and 6. We're not going to do that, but we can look at some of the games that maybe we think the Packers will win. Maybe some games we think the Packers will lose. Interesting games that could go either way. Things that we know, things that we don't. You know, schedule things. Things of that nature, as our friend Ben Kenny would say. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Wisco Grant. 
Okay. Match Nineman leaked the schedule first. In years past, it's been that Kyle Cousineau guy, right? The guy with the beard on Twitter. The guy who was on the sideline at Lambeau for years. I, I don't know why he stopped leaking the schedule this year. I don't, I don't know what changed, but it came through Matt Schneiderman. And often in sports, especially in the NFL, because there's so much demand for it, right? We learn things that aren't yet officially official. And I can't wait for when the Packers official account tweets out the schedule tonight. All of the Packers beat reporters will quote tweet it saying officially official. And if you don't believe me, follow me on Twitter and I will retweet all of them tonight just to uh, just to prove a point. But I love those tweets. I love the tweets about the contracts, right? Shams will come out and say the Milwaukee Bucks have come to an agreement with uh, Marjan Beauchamp for three years, $60 million. And then the Bucks or the NBA will, will put out the official contract details. And then we all quote tweet that and say, officially official. So I look forward to that with the schedule tonight. Before we go through the schedule, at least Matt Schneidman's reporting of it, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Okay? I want to make sure we got our ducks in a row. Make sure we understand each other. How many games do you think the Packers are going to win this year? Right? You've had a number in the back of your mind. Come on. We've known that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Packer really, what, since early March? Mid-March? Whenever that McAfee interview happened. But even before then, we were entertaining the idea in our head that Aaron Rodgers might not be a Packer next year. And Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback. So we've had that, that idea in our head for two, three months now. And I guarantee that all of you have thought, oh, if Jordan Love's the starter next year, I could see the Packers winning XYZ number of games, one, two, three number game. I think they'll win nine, ten games, six, seven, five games, somewhere in there, right? We've all had that number in our head. And I've said this all along, not to be this guy, because I don't really care about being right. You know, Cone Roller's been getting on me because I never take a stand on anything. I, I, don't, I don't like to predict things. I don't like to pick outcomes. I don't like to say that things are going to happen because for the most part, you guys don't care. You don't care. Anytime I listen to sports talk or watch sports talk TV and the host says, no, I said a month ago that the Sixers would, I, I don't care. Or like the, like I, I watch a lot of first things first. And I really like Nick Wright and Chris Broussard. And they'll be breaking down Boston, Philly. And any point that, that Chris Broussard's got to make is prefaced by, well, you know, Boston was my preseason pick. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. You don't care what I think. Right. But in my head for a couple of months now, I, I've thought that the Packers will probably have a very similar record this year to the one that they had last year. I think it'd be very similar. Nine and eight, eight and nine. Maybe they go seven and 10, maybe 10 and seven, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't think the team from a win-loss perspective is going to look that different this year compared to last year. Now the players on the field and the salary cap and the draft stock, and I, there's going to be lots of differences. I don't know that the result is going to be any different. Right? So I, I say all that to say this. If you think the Packers are going to pop off and win 11 games, and you've thought that for months now, you, you got to tell me where those 11 wins are coming. right? Because it's really easy to predict a sunshine and rainbows schedule. And then we actually get the schedule in front of us, and you're like, mm, I'm not sure. So they start at the Bears, 330 game. Then they play at the Falcons the next week at noon. And then they host the Saints the week after at noon. Now, the Bears are not a great team. At least I don't think they will be. I don't think most Bears fans think the Bears will be great. But they spent a lot of money this offseason because they had lots of cap space on just very good players. Maybe not pro bowlers. Maybe not all pro, but they got TJ Edwards. 
right? They bought it. They just brought in tacklers. They brought in guys in the middle of that defense, pros, right? Depth along the D-line, depth in the secondary. They just sturdied that team. Now, maybe the Bears aren't going to win double-digit games and, and chase the playoffs, but the Bears became, this offseason, a professional football team. And Jordan Love will be making his first-ever career start at the stadium of a team that has been tortured by Jordan Love's predecessor for, like, 15 years. Bears are going to want it, okay? The fans are going to be into it, and it's Jordan Love's first real career start. I know he played against Kansas City and he played against Detroit one time. I don't care. This is the real thing. So even if the Packers are better than the Bears, and even if Jordan Love's okay, I don't think it's a lock that they win that game. I don't know if I'd pick him to win that game. Then they go to Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of building something nice. They're a little bit of a Big Ten bully. And the way that they run the ball and possess the ball, that game could get weird. And then they play the Saints. I don't think Derek Carr is very good, but Derek Carr's played quarterback in the NFL for a while. And I don't think the Saints are great, but they have talented players on both sides of the ball. I'm not saying the Packers are going to start the season 0-3. I'm saying they might not get off to your traditional 3-1, 4-1 start, right? We can't assume these things. Then they host the Lions on Thursday Night Football. They go at the Raiders, Jimmy G. And they have a bye, and then they go to the Broncos. That's a tough place to play. I, look, I'm not saying they're going to win or lose these games, but it's really easy to say that the Packers, well, Jordan Love, all he has to do is run Matt LaFleur's offense, and all the Packers have to do is make a little bit of improvement on defense. They should improve off last year. They should win 10 or 11 games. Well, I'm going through the schedule, and it's not like the Packers' schedule is this unbelievable gauntlet, but with Aaron Rodgers not a quarterback, you can't assume what you've previously assumed. We could bake into preseason predictions a certain number of wins with Aaron Rodgers. Even if the Packers roster isn't great, even if there's question marks on the defense, even if you're playing against other good teams on the schedule, and for many years the Packers were because they were winning the division, you go through that schedule and be like, well, they'll probably win this game and this game and this game because it's Aaron Rodgers and and he's kind of the tide that lifts all ships. That's not there anymore. It's like, oh, they they play at the Chargers. Okay, well, I'm not not betting a win or loss on that. Who knows? They're at the Lions on Thanksgiving. With Aaron Rodgers, I'm picking the Packers. With Jordan Love, I, I don't know. They they go to the Panthers. I, I don't know. They host the Bears. I don't know. I don't know. So, again, I say all that to say this. It's really easy to predict 10 or 11 wins. And we've done that for a long time. Aaron Rodgers brings a certain floor, brings a certain baseline level of competence. That's gone. I think the Packers are going to have a very similar record to last year. I think they'll go 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and somewhere in there, maybe plus or minus a win. But the point is, are you building towards the next era of Packers football? Because going... Nine and eight with Aaron Rodgers again is untenable. That makes no sense. Going eight and nine, nine and eight with Jordan Love, you figure out if he's the guy or if he's not the guy. You figure out if Matt LaFleur is the guy or not the guy. You start to move some money around and prepare for the next era of Packers football. And the Packers take a step, even if the record is the same as it was a year ago. Now, sometimes I got to remind myself, sometimes I got to remind everyone, I think, because we're not used to this, that the Packers are playing a third place schedule. They're playing a third place schedule. I've seen a first-place schedule out of the Packers basically my whole life because the Packers win the division, even in down years. They beat the Vikings, beat the Bears, beat the Lions, win the division, and therefore the following year, they play a first-place schedule. The Packers this year are playing a third-place schedule. I lifted these numbers from our friend Rob Reichel at Forbes. There's some good, uh, good tidbits to understand the type of schedule the Packers have this year. Only six of their 17 games are going to be against teams that made the playoffs in 2022. Only two of the Packers games this year will be against teams that actually won a playoff game last year. That'll be the Chiefs and the New York Giants. 
The Packers' opponents went 137, 151, and 1 last year. That's a winning percentage of .476. And there's not a single playoff team from last year on the Packers' schedule until week 8 when they play Minnesota. The Packers have been so good for so long now. We got to remember and we got to understand, the NFL helps bad teams a lot. If you're a struggling franchise that's losing a lot of games, the NFL throws you lifelines. Rebuilds in baseball take years. You got to trade away assets, assuming you have assets, turn that into prospects, then wait for the process, the prospects to come through the minors, then bring them up, see if they're going to stick. It take a long time. Rebuilds in the NBA take a long time because you're drafting 18-year-olds, but also they're complicated and messy. Like maybe your franchise uh, trades or brings in some picks and, and another team parks a bad contract there. There's a lot of money being moved around, a lot of transactions. Just look at what the Thunder have been up to or look at what the Pistons have been up to, teams like that. In the NFL, rebuilds are short, succinct, they're common sense, and you can hit the ground running out of nowhere. Look at the Eagles, right? The Eagles went 4-11 and in 2020. Bottomed out. They were bad. They were really bad. They more than double their win total the next year. They go 9-8, and eight, and they make a wild card game. Get some playoff experience. And then last year, they were a play or two away from winning a Super Bowl. From 4-11 and 11 to 9-8 and eight and in the playoffs to the doorstep of beating Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. That quick. If you're building a team towards Super Bowl contention... I think that's the perfect recipe in today's NFL. You want to be bad. You want to get a little bit better. And you want that that year of improvement. The Eagles went 9-8. and eight. You want to make that a, a year with good experience. Right? Because the Eagles could say after 2020, well, we went 9-8 and eight and we lost in a playoff game. But you know what? We made it to the playoffs. And we understand what that stage is like. We get it. And then you can explode onto the scene the next year. Because in that 9-8 and eight season, the Eagles didn't win the, the division. So they get the, the second or the third place schedule the next year. They get good draft picks. They got cap space to burn. And you hit the ground running in 2021, or, or I guess 2022 was last year. And you can sneak up out of nowhere and use that schedule and use those draft picks to try to sprint to a Super Bowl. right? Whereas the Packers have been a team for the last decade. We're just going to try to be good every year. Well, it's really hard to do, as the Packers know, right? As you know. 608. 7962558 if you'd like to call or text the show. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. A uh, couple of couple of texts here. Uh, Boathouse Tom is my father. He says at least you didn't find the radishes on the street. Uh yeah. Yeah. The street noodles. I I got a Facebook message from Jay in Eau Claire about that last night too. It's like better than eating. I think it was noodles and company. And that was not my fault, although a very good story. Uh, Mike in Colorado says, do you put salt on radishes? Nah, I'm just choking them down, man. Sugar on raw rhubarb? You're a stronger man than me, Mike. Mm. Pucker. That's pucker. I like it in a nice tort. Maybe a, a rhubarb muffin. You can mix the rhubarb with strawberries to make a pie or make something else. Then you get a little bit more sugar. You get a little bit more, uh, I don't know, it's just a little bit more palatable, not as tart. Look at it that way. Tamarcus texts in. Packers versus Jets Super Bowl in 2024. So does that mean this season or next year? I don't know, man. The Jets schedule is bloody murder. I saw Cowherd tweeting about it today. Let me pull that up. They have a really tough schedule. And the Jets didn't even win the division last year. That's what's so messed about it. Said first month for the Jets, Josh Allen at Dallas on a short week, Belichick, Mahomes. 
and then Eagles in week six. That That's the schedule. The Packers, I'm not really sure what Jordan Love brings. And again, you can't bake in a certain level of competence like you could with Aaron Rodgers. So it's really hard for me to look at the schedule and assume wins because I don't know. But it's not like their schedule is full of Super Bowl contenders like maybe Rodgers in the AFC or, or a team like the Eagles that won the Super Bowl or, or won their division last year, made the Super Bowl, and now they're playing a first-place schedule. LaCroix Butler, 608-796-2558. LaCroix, to what do we owe this pleasure? What's going on? You know, I'm just cruising up 131 right now. and figured I'd give the show a call. It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. Very, very similar to Eric on I-90, right? Some folks identify themselves with a town, but some folks like you, you're always working. You're always moving. So you identify with a highway. Exactly. Like exactly. Yep. And, and Miss 131, you know, is always a good time as well. So I just wanted to get that out there in solidarity with Eric. Yeah, and you are engaged. Again, congrats on your engagement to Miss on 131. You know you know what, Grant? Really, congrats to you. I know all your callers think it's not real and it's just a bit, but really, congratulations. It's very exciting. Thank you. I'm just going to stop. Uh, I'm just going to stop pushing back. I'm just going to accept it. What do you think of the Packers' schedule? Uh, I think they got quite, quite a good schedule. Pretty pretty easy honestly and i hate to be the guy saying that with an unproven jordan love but well, I, I really think they start four and one grand well the schedule can be easy and we don't know what we're going to get from jordan love both can be true it is an easy schedule it's way easier than last year Correct. The, the teams weren't good last year yeah yeah but not, yeah I, mean, I can separate the art from the artist with rogers and jordan love obviously so i'm trying to understand what, what, are, what are the expectations really it's hard but yeah i think they start four and one i think they win uh, I'm kind of with you, 9 to 11 games. I think 11 is an absolute ceiling, but I think nine's the floor. I think the roster is still pretty good. Uh, I can't imagine Joe Barry being worse than he was last year. You got Nixon for a full season. You got Reed to return punts. Still good about special teams. And I guess, well, I mean, the hot seat's really Matt LaFleur right now. I mean, yeah. he's been talking about how great his offense is supposed to be, and I guess we'll finally see what it's like without Rodgers potentially audibling plays. I, mean, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, and Matt LaFleur being on a hot seat means Joe Barry is also on a hot seat because if Matt LaFleur's gone, like whoever comes in to replace LaFleur is not retaining Joe Barry. So I guess those two are, oh, are tied together. Absolutely. Who do you I think is the... Uh, yesterday's show on the... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. That's me, LaCroix. Go, you. you. Uh, we have no chemistry. It's been too long. But <laughs> I was uh, listening to the show yesterday with you and Cohen calling. Yeah. And just what a great break that LaFleur only gets 16 time zones this year. Yeah. Just, I, I just... I don't, know, I don't know why this guy gets so freaked out about going on an airplane. Like, is, is that how all coaches are, just stressed about every little thing and they get in their head? Like, that was not good last year. And we people forget about that. That was a catastrophe going to Europe. Exactly. It was just a frustrating thing. And, I mean, can they just move the Jags to London already? Yeah, they're playing there in back-to-back weeks. That's, I don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah. It's kind of a fun tradition watching them in Europe, though. It is. That's true. And I, I just wanted to, before I, I head out here, um, mm-hmm. We put a little heat on some of your callers, especially Mike and Chippewa. Oh. Some of his takes are just really, really getting stale and kind of repetitive to me. Um, I wasn't going to call in today, but after hearing him call in last week, I feel like I needed to say something. So uh, just expect more out of some of the callers. You're doing a great job, but some of the callers like Mike and Chippewa are really starting to grind my gears, if you will. All right. Well, I'm sure Mike will bring it today. He's probably listening. If he has time to call in, I'm, I'm sure he'll bring it. I appreciate you fitting us in. You're traveling. Something Matt LaFleur can't do, you can obviously do at a high level because you've made time to call the show. I appreciate you, LaCroix. Oh, absolutely. Oh, thanks, Grant. One more thing, if I could. Yeah, yeah. Are you upset that the Bucks traded for Jay Crowder over Cam Radish? Cam Radish. 
Well done. Yes, uh, obviously. Yes, I've become a radish guy. That's a good take, by the way. They should have traded for Cam Radish. Well done. I, I agree, but I'll leave you on that. Thank you, LaCroix. Travel safe. Thank you, Grant. LaCroix Butler putting Mike and Chippewa Falls on blast. Mike's got to be sitting at home right now being like, what the hell did I do? Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Keep talking Packers, Packers schedule next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. Happy schedule release day. Uh, and any day we get a call from LaCroix Butler is great. Uh, he's more of a podcast listener, I've come to understand. Always interacting with the show and everyone involved with the show on Twitter. But always nice to get a call and, and hear the voice of LaCroix. And to be fair, and, and I'll own up to this, you know, I don't have great chemistry, on-air chemistry with LaCroix. He called in a couple weeks ago and it was, I just, I... I was poor. I was tripping over my words. I was cutting him off. He was cutting me off. It was bad. So it's nice to just get those reps with LaCroix. And as he pointed out just a couple minutes ago, we don't have the great chemistry. It's It's been a little while. You know, not, not chemistry that I have, say, with, you know, some of our regular callers, Eric on I-90, Mike in Chippewa Falls, who was put on blast by LaCroix Butler. I don't think he called Mike a casual. What, what did he say? Stale? Mike in Chippewa Falls has stale takes. Mike's probably sitting at home right now being like, what the hell is going on? Why? What is this? Uh, Sorry, Mike. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Sources are telling me that we have a fellow Packers owner joining the show in about 10 minutes or so here to break down the Packers schedule. So stay tuned for that. Duck and Holman texts in and says, congratulations, Grant. Thank you. I'm going to stop pushing back. LaCroix Butler wins this battle. He wins this battle. He wins. He wins. Packers schedule, if you haven't seen it today. I don't, I, we don't need to go through the whole thing. Let's talk about the first month. Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions. At Bears, at Falcons, and then they host the Saints, and then host the Lions on Thursday Night Football. So a quick turnaround between that, uh, that first and second home game. I think the Packers will win eight, nine games this year. Maybe ten, if things go well. I think they will be very similar win-loss-wise to what they were last year. I think the team will take a step in the right direction, get younger, get cheaper, evaluate some of the assets like Jordan Love, like Matt LaFleur. Maybe were difficult to evaluate when Aaron Rodgers was here. So I think a lot of good things. I think if the Packers go 9-8 and eight and we get the confirmation on some of these players and coaches that we need, okay, great, it's a successful season, even though they matched their win total from last year and they didn't win more, right? I think they'll win somewhere around that many games. The problem is, is I just can't, I, I can't pencil in wins with a team that's quarterbacked by Jordan Love like I could with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't think the Bears will be great, but I've never seen Jordan Love be the, the bona fide, tried and true starter that he's going to have to be this year. I don't know. Falcons, they got a nice little thing going. They're a Big Ten West team. Run the ball, dominate time of possession, right? Shorten the game, ugly it up. How's Jordan Love going to deal with that? How are the Packers going to deal with that? I don't know. Saints? Lions on Thursday Night Football. Everyone's in on the Lions. Lock, stock, and barrel. They're opening up. The Lions are opening up the NFL season against the Chiefs, which is wild to me. 
Before we take a break and get our uh, surprise guest, fellow Packers owner on the line, who will join us next, let's talk to Cone Roller, 608-796-2558. What's up, Cone? What's up, Grant? Just got to call in, give a little bit of a pushback to you and LaCroix's record of 9-11 to 11 wins. Okay. I think you guys are higher than a giraffe's beehole right now. <laughs> thinking this team's winning nine games. I'm saying six at the absolute most. Six games. So, okay. So, I think we half agree. You agree with me that you can't bake in wins and you can't assume anything with Jordan Love. So, so we, we're, we're together there. It's just I'm still I'm, I'm going a little too high with eight or nine wins. 500 is too much to assume. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because, I mean, I... At a, you know, just glancing over the schedule, it looks like an easy schedule, but it is so relative to what is actually occurring during the season. I mean, injuries happen. Mm -hmm. There's these teams that get hot. There's, you know, Matt LaFleur crap in the bed with travel schedules. I mean, you never know what these factors are that can contribute to a win and loss each week. So with that said, I'm going 6-11. and Okay, so... So the schedule isn't hard, but you're not convinced that Jordan Love's any good and Matt LaFleur's any good. So the, the schedule isn't the part that worries you. We should be worried about what's going on in our own house, right? We should take care of our own house before we start worrying about how good the Bears are going to be, how good the Lions are going to be, or the Saints. I, I, I think we agree. I guess maybe I'm just a little bit more optimistic. Like, I don't think a 500-ish yeah. record, 8-8, eight 9-8, eight, and eight, obviously the new 8-8 eight and eight is 9-8, and eight, but I don't think that's being too bullish, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think you put it well. You know, I'm 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 still very on the fence about LaFleur and Jordan Love. I mean, I don't understand how people are already saying Jordan Love's gonna be better than Aaron Rodgers. I've seen that out on the discourse. So it's just it's just a little ridiculous what these Packer fans are saying. Well, at least look LaFleur doesn't have to travel, as we talked about yesterday. That, that's a silver lining in this season. Something we don't have to worry about. Yeah, it's also nice, you know, being in the Midwest. You kind of have easy access to, you know, both coasts. Mm-hmm. You can go south too. But, you know, it's like we point. said yesterday, the Seahawks being so isolated. A lot of miles, a lot of miles. Who would you pick to win the NFC North right now? Even money across the board, if all the teams gave you even odds, who would you pick? Um, I would go Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. Yeah. I, I, yeah, if I had to, if I had to pick, and it was even money, I, I think I agree with you. I don't feel great about it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't feel great about anything in this division. Yeah, I think consistency is a, is a big part of you know success in the NFL, and there's there's probably not a more consistent roster the last couple of years than the Minnesota Vikings. True. I know the Packers have gone through their own re whatever. And the Bears, they're they're rebuilding. The Lions, they're still they're coming out of the rebuild, but I, I would still say they're there. And I, I just think up and down, the Vikings have the best roster. Stability, continuity, all things that we like. I got to take a break, Cone, because I got to get our our next guest, who I believe uh, you listen to as well. It's our it's our friend and fellow Packers owner Bart Winkler is going to join us next. Isn't that something? Oh, wow. Bart, that's a big get. Yes. Looking forward to hearing uh, two owners talk it out. It's a, it's a massive. I'm going to tell him you said that. Thank you, Cone. I got to run. Yep. Thanks, Grant. Have a great night. That's our friend, Cone Roller. Uh, let's get our friend Bart Winkler on the horn, fellow Packers owner. It's the Bart Winkler podcast. You've been hearing a lot on CBS Sports Radio.
national national man. It is a big get. That's that's a good take, Cone. He's on national radio. He's he's stooping to our level. Just a couple of affiliates around the state of Wisconsin. Bart Winkler joins us next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out. We're talking about the Packers schedule tonight. Uh, I didn't really know until yesterday that this was the day that the NFL schedule comes out. And of course, it always leaks a little bit early. Um, and I've really had fun today seeing when the Packers were playing where. And I think it's fun to talk about. If you want to talk NBA playoffs, we can do that in a bit. But I am perfectly content talking about a stupid schedule for the next hour and a half. Joining us to uh, break down the Packers schedule, a fellow Packers owner here on CBS Sports Radio. He hosts the Bart Winkler Show podcast as well, which I was on uh, today's episode, Bart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, with Paul Emig. What, what a riveting episode and, and very fun to record. Well, welcome. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I normally like enjoy today because the schedule's coming out, but I sort of don't enjoy today because then everybody is having their leaks and then we're all trying to piece it together. And I saw like a Bills beat writer had this whole spreadsheet where he was blocking out days where other teams are reporting as we're all trying to figure out the schedule. Like when the season ends, we know who they're going to play and everyone's fine with, you know, that. But then the day that it comes out, we, we try to solve it. Like it's a, yeah. you know, treasure map hidden on the back of the declaration of independence. Great. Film. You know, Oh my God. Great film. Um, but then Matt Schneiman of the Athletic comes out and has the whole thing this morning. Yeah. There's still a part of me that is hoping that he massively screwed up. Well, it'd be funny because I know people, like a lot of po- my parents want to go to the Vegas game, right? So I know that probably since Matt Schneidman put out that information this morning that people have bought tickets. They've made plans. And obviously that would suck for them, but it would be pretty, be pretty funny for the rest of us. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, well, mine's a, more of a personal one-sided vendetta against a guy who I don't think is a very good writer. But oh. even still, I just would think it's great if somebody put it out there, everyone's running with it, and then it just falls on its face. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh, I think what people are looking at with the schedule is, I just I just saw a guy tweet, um, oh, Packers must not be a big brand, a lot of noon games. Idiot! They got five primetime games and they're on on Thanksgiving. Like it is kind of noon or primetime or bust. But I think that's fine. I just, you know, the Packers. The Packers can put a an actual like dolphin at quarterback, and they would have seven primetime games. People yeah. want to watch this thing. Big brand. It's the same reason. Like even when the Cubs have been bad, they get on Sunday night baseball. They're a big brand. They're historically relevant they've been around for a long time before we get into the schedule because you're mentioning primetime games opening night is uh lions at chiefs what do you think about that that's nbc's opening night that's their big game and i i don't know anyone who cares about and watches as much broadcast tv as as you do so what do you think nbc's opening night i think it's very interesting it is interesting um the lions haven't played in kansas city since three that was like a few years before i think you were born yeah um, I was born in '98. I think that I'm young, but I'm not that. I'm not that young. You don't need to. You don't need to punch down to that degree. 
You you were in diapers. <laughs> Say I was in diapers. I was obviously born before 2003. Okay, well, I, I don't think you still... In 2003, you still probably didn't know how to properly hold a pencil. Okay. Right? Sure. There we go. At least we're accurate now. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, people are, like, being weird about it. What, this is this goes back to my take about broadcasting, like, and the announcers. Mm-hmm. These networks are paying $30 million per game now with Brady or whatever. They're paying a lot of money for these guys to say 115 words during a broadcast. When we're going to watch it anyway, you know, if you're going to watch a football game, you're not going to be like, oh, who, who's calling this Sunday night game tonight? Oh, it's actually, it's one of the Mike Tarico ones. Al Michaels uh, is not doing it. Oh, okay, then I won't watch. I, I only, no, no, nobody does that. So the, the networks here, NBC, they're giving, first of all, a showcase to the Lions, which everyone, like, is pretending to like already this offseason anyway. And then why why would you use, you know, your your best one out of the out of the gate here? Why would you use your? Why would you play your best hand right away? Sure, you've got the Lions and the Chiefs. It's the first game of the season. I'm gonna watch anyway. Put down anybody. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. I can get behind. Oh, that. I like it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good way of looking at it. Save your save your Chiefs Bills for week six or week eight. Also put it in prime time, but I I, I kind of like when those premier matchups are a little bit later in the year because we have a better understanding of what the Chiefs are like this year, what the Bills are like, like what's on the line. There's there's no stakes on opening night, and we're watching opening night anyways. So that's not actually a take that I thought of. I, I appreciate that insight, Bart Winkler. He hosts the Bart Winkler. I'd like show to podcast. give you uh, yes. I'd like I'd like to give you two more scheduled takes. Okay. One, I think that the NFL needs to cool it on Christmas. They've got three games on a Monday, which is Christmas this year. I don't know about you, but I would like to spend a little bit of time with my family on Christmas instead of watching sports all day. I would like to spend a little bit of the holiday season with my family instead of having to watch the NFL. Now you can say, well, just don't watch the NFL. Come on. But I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss the NFL. That's why I'd be okay with no football on Christmas part because the NBA is the perfect Christmas day Sport, you put it on and you leave it on all day, and you can come and go. You can oh, a second quarter that's a score. And if you really care, like Bucks fans, if it's six or Celtics, we can come back in the fourth quarter watch the finish. Like it's the it's like baseball, right? It's like having baseball on at a at a family gathering on Memorial Day when you're sitting around or at Easter, right? I don't want the intense must watch football on Christmas. I'm with you. I don't either, and I think that you know at some at some point. The NFL is going to bite off more than they can chew. This won't be it because we'll all watch. But they just need to, like, and, and, and this Black Friday game, like, they're all, like, celebrating that they're having a game on Black Friday. Big deal. We're, we're talking about, why are, we, why are we hyping up a Black Friday game? Um, oh, Black Friday, when we should be talking about, there's three games on Christmas. Yeah. Like, that. come on. The other thing is New Year's Eve is a Sunday and I'm praying that the Packers get flexed out of. They're supposed to be on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings. So you're on New Year's Eve, which, by the way, for those of you keeping score, is my and my wife's 10th anniversary. Congrats again. So we're still, yeah, I got to watch this game. Um, I'm still trying to hack it on the Internet. So I'm going to do a podcast. So I'm going to be celebrating the turn of the new year on a podcast. On YouTube in my basement. What do you normally do on New Year's Eve? I do what everyone that's married for 10 years <laughs> does. 
we fall asleep at 9.30, and then we wake up and see the ball drop. Like, we rewind the TV and then see it, and then... Uh, otherwise, otherwise, our tradition is we order Chinese food and watch stand-up comedy specials. I, man, I so I, you know, I've met you a time or two, Bart. I've known you a long time. I've never met your wife, but you seem to have found a, a woman. And I can't say this about all my friends and, and people that I know. You seem to have found a woman and a life partner that you guys really get it together. So I, I guess I'd like to say, first and foremost, I'm happy because that sounds like a great New Year's. I couldn't even remember what I did last New Year's Eve, but now I remember I was in Wisconsin Dells, and that's when I came face-to-face with Andrew Wagner at Mama's Garage. And I, I just, I don't know if I can do that again on New Year's. So this might be a lazy New Year's where I just stay in and watch football. Well, you can watch it at the stroke of midnight or relatively close to if they're really going to do a Sunday night football game at that time. So I, I don't know. I think I think it's just like, I don't, you know, we don't need football on every single moment of the fall. Agreed. Give us some room to breathe. Agreed. And maybe the pandemic was evidence of that when we had like a Wednesday afternoon game against the Steelers and the Bills. And I... Like, I watched, obviously, because, I, you know, duh, it's football and work. But, like, I think there is a point where it's on so much to where we don't tune it out, but we're not rushing to our TV. Sunday, I watch football all day. Monday, Thursday, I watch football, and I don't miss it. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter. But I, I do think we could get to a point with some of these other days. But we'll see. This year will be kind of a fun experiment, uh, exp- experience and experiment. Uh, in terms of the Packers schedule, anything jump out to you? I'll, I'll just... Did you circle any of these games? Is anything about the Packers schedule specifically interesting to you? Um, I think just to start with the Bears could either be very cool or very awful. It's going to suck. Uh, I think that yeah, it's going to it's going to feel like a baseball opening day more than any football probably opener ever because on the baseball opening day, you know, the Brewers win, we're going to win 95 games, they lose. You know, we suck. You know, opening day gets a lot of weight attached to it when it shouldn't. When two weeks later they're out west and you don't even, you know, no one watches them. But opening day tells you the whole whatever's going to happen. So basically there will be plenty of people willing to put an end to and define and summarize the story of Jordan Love versus Justin Fields Mm -hmm. on that day. Mm -hmm. Jordan Love goes and has a good game. There will be overreactions to that. Justin Fields beats the Packers in love like 17-13. I mean, Bears fans on Facebook. They'll be on Facebook. Bears fans don't. They haven't graduated <laughs> to Twitter or anything. They, they're only on Facebook. on, And they're all in groups. They're all in, like, NFC North group, Black and Blue Division group, NFC Norris Facebook group. Nobody, nobody like, is outside of Facebook yet of a Bears fan. But then, like, it'll get spread by your, like, dumb uh high school carpentry teacher that you follow for some reason and he, he whatever you're gonna see it yeah. it's just gonna be a lot of memes and nonsense about justin Fields is gonna be annoying so i think that uh beating the bears is almost more important than ever week one but then if the packers do win it will be annoying we'll be like oh ownership transfer oh, the that's... deed goes from rogers oh. to love oh. so it's, it's just it's like i, I, I wish you're we opening against someone other than the bears I uh, I almost unfollowed Bukowski earlier today. I'm gonna stick with it, but it's just it's it's getting to the point where it's like, man, I don't know. And I think of people like Bukowski on opening day, and I, I personally, I'm sure he's a nice guy. This is, this is just the what he projects on Twitter. 
I'm dreading opening day for all the reasons you said, and I or opening day, opening night, whatever you want to call it in, in football. Uh, I would like to say one thing before I let you go, Barton. Your life is different than mine in that you have a child and you have a wife. Uh, I, I don't have obligations, at least at that level. You know what I like to do every year? I like to, at the beginning of the year, pick a Packers game that, and circle it, and it's a radio game for me. I go somewhere for the weekend and then plan my drive back to experience the game start to finish on the radio. It makes for a very interesting memory surrounding that game. I will remember it very well. It's, it's a different experience. I've, I said this to my listeners last year. I'd recommend everyone does that. It's kind of a fun thing to do. I uh, don't want to listen to the Packers on the radio ever again. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard this story, but when I went to the Packers-Lions game in week 18 this year, I had club seats, yep. and they play the radio broadcast at 100 volume in your face the whole time, yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it, and you can't hear the crowd. I think the game that I think the most about with the radio was I don't think I think you are still in diapers at this time, but there was a game where Brett Favre threw six interceptions against the Rams, mm-hmm. and it was in the playoffs. And we were driving home from some like we were like driving home from a vacation, and I was upset and irate that I wasn't going to be able to be in front of a TV and home for the game. And my dad's like, "Well, let's do on the radio. It's the same thing," which it's not. And then Far was throwing six interceptions. So that's kind of what I go to first. Well, I'm sorry you had to listen to the radio broadcast in that suite. Uh, that must have been a miserable experience for you. I'm sorry about that. Maybe if, maybe if they still had Jim, Jim and Max. Yeah, okay. Larry's, Larry's fine. We don't need to break this down. We can talk about this at a different time. I always like talking about announcers, and maybe we can revisit this when the season starts. Bart. I appreciate you. I really do. I wanted to break down the schedule with a fellow owner uh, and someone who we could get into the weeds with on, on some of these topics, and you were perfect. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'll just say hi to your parents in Vegas if that's the day. I think that if they play on Monday night, because uh-huh. I, like I like to take a road trip every year, if, I, if they play on a Monday night and you're affording me the opportunity to spend all Sunday in a <laughs> sports book, and I think it's one of the weekends where there's a London game or a game overseas where I can get a good 16 hours in a book. I got to take that. Well, and if my parents are that, that weekend, I'm sure them getting to see you at the end of that stretch of you gambling and, and drinking, I assume, I'm, I'm sure they make a great first impression. So I will let them know that you're going to be there and, and maybe you guys can get connected. Well, I'll buy them a bunch of drinks and I'll have won a bunch of money. I'm sure that's how that will go. Thank you, Bart. It was nice to have you on. It had been too long. Hi, Grant. Bart Winkler. Twitter, at WinksThinks, the Bart Winkler Show podcast. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio. He's been filling in. He was in for Bill Ryder earlier this week. He's been in for Gelb, Zach Gelb. Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you want to tweet the show, and you can call and text 608 796 Let's take a three-minute break. We'll keep talking Packers schedule next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We thank Bart Winkler for his time. Uh, Cone texts in. He says, Bart is kind of an a-hole for getting married on New Year's Eve, making people rework holiday plans to attend his wedding. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know. I don't know what to say on Bart's behalf. 
in terms of wedding planning. Pretty narcissistic, though. I agree, Cone. Good take. Mike is in Eau Claire, 608-796-2558. What's going on, Mike? Hey, bro. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm very intrigued by the schedule coming out. I think it's really fun to talk about this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Me, too. I just want to say, I've listened to your show. I always do. You know, I think that uh, LaCroix uh-huh. is a little a little uh, banging on the old guy there. That's kind of rough. I think that's elderly abuse. He's got to relax. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know specifically <laughs> and, uh, what his beef was was with Mike. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just make sure it's Mike from Chippewa, not Mike from Eau Claire, you know? It was and Chippewa. And also, yep. I think that Cone, Stroller, Stroller, Roller, Cone mm-hmm. Roller there, yep. he must be, he should get higher than a giraffe butthole if he believes we're only going to win five games and that the Vikings are going to win the division. You know, they can snatch victory from the jaws of defeat better than any team that's ever played any sport. Okay. So, I mean, that guy, he's way off, way off on that. You know, running the ball, running the ball, playing good defense is the way the NFL is going. Strong up the middle. The Packers didn't lose any running backs. We had a pretty good running back game last year. And now we can do something new called RPO. We can run pass option with our running quarterback. I think we're going to be better than five games. I, I can't. I can't imagine only winning five games. I like that, Mike. I appreciate the positivity, and I appreciate you going after Croy for uh, elder abuse. I think you're onto something there. I got to take a break and get an update yeah. from Zach. It was nice to hear from you. Thanks All for right. listening, as always. You're a good man. Thanks. Bye, all. Mike in Eau Claire. Lacroix Butler, uh, perpetrating elder abuse. Come on, LaCroix, let's be better. Mike and Chippewa Falls didn't deserve that drive-by, although I do like the beef between callers in this one. Two minutes, update from Zach. Wisco Sports Hour 2 next. It was a pretty impressive group. A lot of these guys truly do look the part, and when you watch them, go out there and compete at a high level and get that great effort and energy and something to be excited about. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Very agreeable show. I don't get into it with callers very often. Callers, for the most part, don't get into it with each other. But every once in a while, I like when there's a little back and forth. I like that. I like when a caller calls out another caller. Dave from Monona was great with that with cone, creamed corn, sweet baby, sweet baby corn. <laughs> still, that one still doesn't make any sense. But LaCroix Butler started the show today by putting Mike and Chippewa Falls on blast. For, I don't know. I just think LaCroix was trying to start something. And then Cone calls in, backs him up. And then Mike and Eau Claire backs up his fellow Mike and his fellow citizen of the Chippewa Valley. Says, what did Mike do? I think that's a great question, Mike. There's also too many Mikes. <laughs> While we're just stating facts, there's also too many Mikes. But I love the back and forth between the callers. We're talking Packers schedule today. Whether you think it's a good schedule, a bad schedule, whether this changes your expectation of the team, or maybe this this allows you to make a plan for some game you want to go to. I don't care. I love talking about the schedule. I think it's really interesting what it means for TV, who's in prime time, who's traveling where, when. I think it's very interesting. 
though I could talk about it for two full hours tonight, I think we probably will. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hour number two. You can text and call 608-796-2558. Couple of texts to get to. Mike from Chippewa Falls is texted in, and we will get to Mike's text right after we talk to Tony in Texas. Tony, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, hey, how you doing, Grant? Grant Beals? Yeah. Bills. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I think LaCroix Butler had the same phone that Brian Gunkus was trying to use with Aaron Rodgers. A little choppy with that service there, LaCroix. And, and I got a comment on the cone roller with the uh, five wins. I don't think he's far off. I'm going to go seven and ten. You know, okay. Cone does know his football, his basketball, not so much. Uh, commenting on, on Shea Gilgris Alexander, not a first-teamer he for knows the NBA. Co- uh, to, all- to all pushback, there's been a lot of pushback, Tony. I'll just cut you off. I think Cone knows college basketball. He knows Badgers basketball because he's a booster and an alum. NBA, I, I I don't know. I don't want to speak for Cone on that. Casual Cone coming out, right? He's not going to like that. <laughs> well, he does know his football, though, and I got to say, 7-10. and 10, And your last last caller, what was his name, Mike from Eau Claire? Yeah, Mike from Eau Claire. Yeah, Mike from Eau Claire. Seems like a, a very nice gentleman, but did he just say that the, the, the league is going to more of a, a run-oriented defensive type of, of uh, a type of league? And didn't, did, did the Kansas City Chiefs win it last year, Grant? Am, am I wrong about that? They did. I look, I, Tony. Don't I mean, you think you know three? De- yeah. Do you know three defenders on the Chiefs? Well, I mean, yes. Do you but even I, know two but, running backs on the Chiefs? Yeah, Grant? but but I do sport. That's not fair. I do sports talk. I here's the, here's the thing, Tony. I think you could make. I think you could make either argument. I think you could warp the the discussion of today's NFL offenses either way you want. You could say it's a passing league. Right, the athletes have never been better. Quarterbacks have never been better. It's a passing league. But then, if you wanted to argue the other way, you can. Well, look at Shanahan. Look at McVay. Look at these creative run schemes and run fits. Look at the Eagles. So I, I think you can build an offense either way. You got to be able to run and pass. I think you can kind of bend the argument either way. You know what I mean? You've got to hit the quick hitter. You've got to be able to, to stretch the field. Unless you have a Seahawks team, you know, with the Richard Sherman. The the, the the Legion of Boom, unless you have the Broncos and Von Miller, the, the Ravens of 2000, these, these defenses that are just historical defenses, you're not going to win that way consistently in the playoffs. you got to blow the top up. you got to be able to spread the field out. That's what the Packers struggled with last year. Rodgers couldn't hit the deep ball, and now we're expecting Jordan Love to hit the deep ball. I don't think he can be, be much worse, I will say that. But on the Packers' offense, who scares you? Who are you double teaming on the Packers offense? Give me, give me the name. Who are you double teaming? On the Packers offense? Yeah. Who are you double teaming? Christian Watson. I no mean, one. Fast. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. You're gonna double. Okay, you'll give him a little safety help. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. I, well, there's a, a lot of un, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of unknowns. 100. percent And my point is that offense is going to be very inconsistent, and and I don't think that they're going to have that great of a season. It's a learning curve. So I'm going to have a little bit of symmetry like Aaron Rodgers' first year. If there were 16 games, I'd say 6 and 10, but there's 17. I'll say 7, seven and 10, you yeah. know, 7 and 10, uh, a mediocre year. And, Grant, lastly, i got to ask you this. Since the schedule did come out, give me the home game I should go to. And, and you know, maybe you can meet me up at the Lodge Kohler, have a drink, have a steak on me. Well, we need to we need pick, to pick, put together a, pick the game. a, a Wisco con for, for all of the callers to come. Well, Mike from Chippewa Falls has to be invited now because he's gotten called out by LaCroix Butler. So LaCroix's got to come. They got, they're going to meet each other. Uh, let's see. Maybe let's do like mm-hmm. October 22nd. It could be kind of 
could be kind of chilly, but October can also be a real beautiful month. So you could catch like one of those late, Ooh. late fall, really nice like games. It. Maybe October 22nd, they host. Oh, that's the Broncos. Mm. I don't know. It's either September 28th or we wait until October 29th against the Vikings or the Lions. Which one would you prefer? Yeah, I was looking up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That, that Lions game is a Thursday night game, right? It is. Yep. Yep. That's not. Uh, screw not, that. We're not going to that one. Not so, great for uh, me. You know, my birth, my birthday's the next day, the 30th of October. Whoa. I'm leaning towards that Viking game. I like the way you're thinking there, Grant. All right. The Rams are November 5th. We got options, Tony. We can circle back. But I am. I'm actually down. I've been to a Packers game since 2016. So I think it's high time that I get my, my tail over to Lambeau. Yeah, I think so. And I got an extra ticket for real. If you really want to go, we'll get you in there for free. And we'll, we'll talk to Domofsky and all the rest of the Packers beat. And Ooh. Hey, can you get us back? back uh, can, we get us, can you get us in a locker room or something, Grant? Give me Ooh, some credentials. I'll ask Clements. I'll, I'll ask Mike Clements. Maybe he can. I'm, I, have, I have no capability to do anything. Not, I don't, I don't hey, even no know where joke. I'd park I, if I went to Lambeau. No jokes aside, Mike Clemens, the guy's a legend. I love his takes. He was on fire the other day. Some of the best radio you'll ever hear. Wow. I'm going to clip that. I'm going to hey, send it to Mike. I'm like the man that you had on earlier. Was he Was he uh, sober? Bart? <laughs> Did it not sound like it? Yeah. <laughs> That's who that was? That was who the guest was? Bart, yes. Bart Winkler? Bart Winkler of oh, the okay. Bart Winkler Show. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll have to follow up with that guy, see if he was uh, at 100%. Didn't sound so healthy. Yeah, well, you know. It's, I mean, it's 4.30 after <laughs> all. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I guess there you go. Awesome. All right, Grant, have a great evening. We will talk soon, buddy. You as well. Thank you, Tony. And I am I would be down to go to a Packer game. What we should, what we should do, because I know a lot of people have Packer season tickets and they go to a lot of games. I don't go to that many Packer games. Every couple of years I go to one. So we should pick a game. And we should circle the date and we should circle it in advance. So if any listeners of the show want to go to a game this year, we can like all know that we're going to try to go to the same one. Cause that would be really fun. It's not like we're going to be able to rent out a, a house and party, but you know, we can meet up at a tailgate or before or after the game. It'd be fun. And if Tony's got to plug it, Lodge Kohler, we go in there, sip some wine with Rob Domofsky. <laughs> uh, Cone Roller wants a correction. He said six wins. Look, I think I agree with you. I think I agree with Tony. I think I agree with Tony. I said, eh, eight and nine, nine and eight, maybe one fewer, one more, somewhere in there. Look, on the low end, I could see them six or seven wins. On the high end, nine or ten, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think they'll be middle-ish of the road, similar to last year. A good game here and there, a bad game here and there. You know, they, they have a good quarter, they got a bad quarter. I, I think the, the year this year is going to be very similar to last year, except younger, cheaper, and I think the, the franchise is heading towards the next era. Whatever that means. Jared and DeForest. He says, well, the Packers-Bears rivalry is always must-watch, and the players will take it seriously. I don't like the weeks of both games. Week one carries little weight, and like the other caller mentioned, both fan bases will overreact regardless of the outcome. That's true. Then week 17, the Bears season and the Packers season could possibly be over by then. That's a good take, Jared. I like that. I like that a lot. Mike from Chippewa Falls says, hey, Grant, I heard my name in the last segment. I missed most of the first hour. What did I do? And I said, LaCroix Butler called you out trying to start something. Mike said, I'm a big guy. I can take it. I will listen to the podcast later. Wow. I actually think LaCroix is going to respect that. I think that's going to get you more cred in the show community, Mike. Uh, Duck and Holman says, <laughs> I'm actually not going to read that, Duck. Vagabond John, we're breaking down the Packers schedule. How many wins? How many losses? Any games that are jumping out to you? Things of that nature. 
as our friend Ben Kenny would say. Vagabond John, what's going on? Listeners are on fire today, huh, Grant? Yeah, the callers have been good. The ca- the caller they have been good. The today. callers, yes. Extras, the callers, the tweeters. Uh, number one game that stuck out to me. I got so many buddies, and I know that we're fairly similar in age. You know, somewhere between twenty four and thirty four. Where right now, everybody and their sister wants to move to Denver. So I, I did the impulse buy. I already got my tickets. Got that Frontier Airlines direct flight. Madison to Denver and back for 250 bucks. That's my game. That's where I'm going. You uh, a Badger alum going to see another Badger alum, Russell Wilson in the mile. Denver's a fun place to visit. And the airport, oh, speaking of Ben Kenny, Ben Kenny would be all over this. Airport talk, Denver's airport is wild. It's, it's the worst airport I've ever been to. Only reason is because I almost missed a Ron Supper Club gig. One time I landed roughly 45 minutes late for a gig, went from directly to the Madison Airport downtown to the Rigby, immediately still wearing my travel clothes, went on set and played drums because the, the bozos at the Denver airport loaded the plane and forgot to do the luggage, and we were stuck on the tarmac for literally two hours. So I, I have terrible memories, but it was during those two hours, to your point, it was kind of fun to walk around. Denver Airport is, I believe, and I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'll have to bring this up with Ebo because I know Ebo is. Um, Den- the Denver Airport, I believe, to be a-, a large shelter for the global elite in the case of any kind of natural disaster that, that you know, disrupts the world, a nuclear war, things of things of that nature. That place is spooky. And if you look up videos or articles, oh, yeah, Grant's watching YouTube videos. Hey, we're all... We're all afforded some conspiracy rabbit holes. Like, I'm not saying that the earth is flat here. It would make sense that the big, powerful government in the United States would have a, a place. I think it's the Denver airport. It's freaky. Look look it up. Do your research, as Aaron Rodgers once said. Yeah, and I, it is kind of strange that it's such a hub, right? We have so many direct flights, even from small airports like Madison. So I, you're onto something there on the conspiracy side. Like, why is it all of a sudden this big hub when it's one of the most difficult and annoying places to fly to? is the mountains and the turbulence. But, hey, I uh, really wanted to touch on something with Tony. Was Tony from Texas born in the last five years, or is he more than five years old? Whoa. Uh, well, I know he's older than five years. Bart was misguiding or, okay. or misrepresenting my age earlier, so it's I, I want to push back on that. We don't we don't peddle uh, conjecture like that. Facts only on the show. I'm old enough to remember the 2019 NFC Championship game mm-hmm. when we got absolutely... I almost just swore on air. Uh, absolutely rocked by the running game of the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. And I think when you're looking at, okay, is it a passing league or is it a running league? I think there's you, your team falls into two categories. Either you have a generational great lock for the Hall of Fame quarterback mm-hmm. and, you know, MVS-level weapons around them, that'll get you a Super Bowl, right? If you truly have a generational great and you have guys like MBS, guys like, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco around you. You know, when you have that good of a quarterback, that's all you need. You're going to get this Super Bowl. If you don't have that type of player, and there's maybe only two or three guys like that in the league right now, if you don't have that type of player, you need to be like the 49ers. You need to be like the Philadelphia Eagles. You absolutely need to have a running game. And then as we found out in 2019 uh, against the 49ers, you have to have a run defense. So, if you don't have a generational great at quarterback, then you need to have a running game and a running yeah. defense. And I feel like that's a, a thing that a lot of 
you know, you can see the teams that kind of surprise you, like the Eagles kind of came out of nowhere. Um, the 49ers are somehow always good. And you look at it, why are they beating good teams? They control the ball. They control the clock. They limit the amount of possessions that a guy like Aaron Rodgers gets. And they maximize their opportunities, you know, holding. Yeah. You're really effective on the blitz when you know the team that you're playing against can't run the ball. So well, yeah. that's where I'd fight back against Tony from Texas. If you have a middling quarterback, you need a run game. Otherwise, you're just going to be the Minnesota Vikings. You're not going anywhere. It's 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 interesting, though. And I think I this is something I thought about before I talked to Tony. You could argue either way, right? You, you could host a radio show and you could say the Packers have to build their passing attack. It's 2023. It's not 1964. You got to be able to throw the ball. It's a passing league. It's a, you know, the game is set up to pass and you'd be correct. Or you could host a show like this and you could say running the football is back. Interior defensive lines are not good. We're not drafting nose tackles anymore. Off-ball linebackers are devalued. The smartest head coaches know how to set up their run fits, zone and mesh and all these concepts. So it's, it's very interesting how both of those things are, I believe, 100% true. Uh, Vagabond John, can I tap you for your Badgers knowledge for a sec here? Let's do it. Well, first of all, starting with the Badgers knowledge, come on, Tony. If you're going to name one player on the Chiefs defense, <laughs> you got to go Leo Chanel. Leo but where Chanel. are we going next? Yep. I, uh, so this is kind of Badgers, kind of Packers. Uh, I was talking about how I haven't been to a Packers game since 2016, and Bobby and Eau Claire, a.k.a. Bobby Potus on Twitter, says, I got to see Rodgers' last game at Lambeau, which is the first time I watched a game at Lambeau since the Scott Tolzien tie. Am I five years old? Why can't I remember that game? Do you remember the Scott Tolzien tie? Was that against the Vikings? I don't remember who it was against. I remember him getting a start, or at least I don't. And I couldn't even tell you if he started the whole game or if he, you know, came in halfway through. So I, that's out of my knowledge zone. Oh. Listen, that's not a guy that I I want to remember, <laughs> you know, forever. He's uh, not. He's not. He's not on my Mount Rushmore of Badger players, nor NFL Badgers. Well, Bart Houston had just more moxie than all of these other Badger quarterbacks throughout the year. The problem was he wasn't any good. Uh, the twenty six twenty six tie with the Minnesota Vikings. In 2013, oh, my God, that was 10 years ago already. And that was when Scott Tolzien came in and took over for uh, Matt Flynn. So there is your random Packers game reference all these years later. Yeah, what do they call it when a crime goes too long and now you can't prosecute it because it happened too far in the past? Ah, statute of limitations, I believe. My statute of limitations, which, by the way, I don't think those exist anymore, but uh, my statute of limitations on mediocre Badger and Packer players <laughs> is about seven years. So I know that statutes of limitations don't really matter anymore, uh, but in sports, that's where, I, that's where I'm at. I remember the good stuff forever, though. Yeah, that's how it works. I appreciate you, Vagabond John. Thanks for the call. Great calls today. Great yes, job. Sir. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Vagabond John, one of our listeners on The Zone in Madison. Yeah, I want to do a segment on Evo with the Denver airport. Because I, like, I don't really dip into conspiracy theories. I mean, there's probably lots of conspiracy theories. Our government's very big, very powerful. Of course, there's some stuff going on that we don't know about. But the Denver airport, man, I, like that, that, is a, that is a brass tax conspiracy theory. That, that's, a, that's a meat and potatoes conspiracy theory. That's an infrastructure conspiracy theory. And I like that because I would almost be disappointed in our government if they did not have some sort of massive hidey hole for all the global elites and the politicians in case the you-know-what hit the fan. Like, if I got a chance to talk to, you know, our president 
and his cabinet and all the decision makers. And I'm like, so the Denver airport, that's where you guys are going to go if, if everything goes south, huh? And they're like, no, we don't have a place. You're like, well, then what? What do you mean you don't have a place? You have to have a place. The Denver airport, I'm telling you, look it up. And when you travel to Denver, it, it kind of makes it fun. It's like, ooh, let's check out, let's, let's look into some of these things. The murals are really weird and some of the, the art around the baggage claim and, and the blue horse out front. Some people know exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of you are like, I think he's full of it. I'm not full of it. Look it up. Do your own research, which I know makes me sound like I am a tinfoil hat guy. I am not. Let's take one more call before we go to break. Mike in Chippewa Falls, who was called out earlier by LaCroix Butler for reasons I'm not, I'm not really sure. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Grant. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just sitting back and enjoying talking to all of you guys today. Packer's schedule is yeah. out, but we've just had some great conversations from callers tonight. Yeah, I, I want to. I remember my first Packers crushing loss uh, was 1972. The Packers came back to win the Central Division with a 10 and 4 record, Ooh. and they with Scott Hunter as the quarterback. Bart Starr was the quarterback coach, and they got crushed by the Redskins. Then the Redskins and 72 playoffs. So that was my first crushing playoff loss. So that's how far back I go. But uh, yeah. You know what blows me away about the 70s is I see videos of Bart Starr on the sideline, and he looks like I, – I used to watch with my siblings. I would watch uh, the Hardy Boys the, with uh, Sean Cassidy and uh, – Fra- what's it? what was Frank's name? I can't remember what the actor's name was. It doesn't matter. Uh, but we would watch, and everyone had, like, that 70s style, and they would wear the clothes. And I watched the old videos of Bart Starr on the sideline, and he looks like an actor in that show. Was it Parker Stevenson? What was his name? Damn it. Hardy yeah, Boys. Yeah, Parker Stevenson was one. And then the other was Sean Cassidy. He he looked and dressed yeah. when he was a coach like a character on one of the Hardy Boys or, or Nancy Drew episodes. Well, when he was head coach, he he was so beleaguered. He was he was out of his. That's not what he was good at. He was he was too nice of a person. I think to ever get on his team and Interesting. you know say no. Do you think? Do you think <laughs> Matt was, Lafleur is maybe yeah. maybe too nice? Yeah, but I think he's probably really smart. We we we've never had a chance to see exactly how he operates because. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the specter of Aaron Rodgers looming over every his every decision. I think he's going to show us his real coaching ability this season, and uh, I, I look forward to it. And I, I uh, also I never predict wins and losses because I've always I've never been close. <laughs> I'm always yeah. wrong. And everybody says, well, like every year, it's like, oh, the Packers going to be 11, 12, 13 wins, and then they don't. It's like, come on. You can't predict it. You can't predict injuries. You can't predict weather. You can't predict. There's so many There's so many things. There's so many factors that, you know, random factors that filter in. Yeah. It's hard to win loss a schedule months in advance. So let's just not do it, Mike. Let's just enjoy. Let's circle some games that we're excited about and wait until we know yeah. more and wait until the, the rubber hits the road in a couple of months. I look forward to it. Yeah, I know the, the Jets got a crushing schedule to start out the season, so that's it's going to be fun to watch, too. It'll be, it'll, it'll be entertaining, at the very least. Even if the Jets win some of those games, well. like it'll be fun to watch the Jets play against Mahomes and, and, and Allen and, and see Aaron Rodgers play some of these quarterbacks that, because he's been in the NFC, we haven't seen him play before. Yeah, and plus, um, I think it was uh, um, Tua. Yeah, I think he had the highest quarterback rating last year. I'm, Pretty sure, but they got to play against them too. Um, most important thing I thing I called for was the where are you taking your mom for Mother's Day? Ooh, this is one of my casual things. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to see my mom. I saw my mom last weekend when I was home for a wedding, 
Uh, I was not planning to be home this weekend, but as the week has gone along, I I feel like I should. The problem is my girlfriend, uh, or if you ask Lacroix Butler, your new yeah. uh, your new enemy, uh, my fiance. <laughs> Uh, she's coming to visit me in lacrosse this weekend, and I just I have a hard time asking her, hey, do you want to drive two more hours to go see my folks? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, well, it's we'll not, but then again, Mike, it's not Girlfriend's Day. It's Mother's Day. So maybe I should be worried it's more mother? about my mother and less about her. You're right. My son and I are taking my wife to uh, Ted's Pizza in Manami. It's our new favorite place. Oh. We've gone there like three times the last four weeks, I think. I love you Ted's. Know, it's, only, it's exactly 30 miles from my house to Ted's. So do, you ever, uh, do you ever get a Euro? Or just pizza? Oh, you know, I want to try that. We've just gotten pizza, and the cheese sticks are awesome, the cheesy bread sticks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, or cheese bread. I've got to try one of those euros. I've seen people get them, and I'm, I'm looking. They're probably thinking I'm kind of an old weirdo. Like, <laughs> wow, what is that? <laughs> As it goes by, it's like when you're in Applebee's, and the, and the server brings out the plate of fajitas, and everyone's got to turn and stare at it because it's making noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I would recommend. Uh, I think the Ted's got pretty good euros. It's simple; you just bring it out to you on a plate. It's not. It's not plated all fancy. It's just. It's delicious, man. It's good. I'd recommend. Yeah, yeah. like when I took my dad out for Father's Day to eat once, and he he ate ate too much and leaned back in his chair and he unbuckled his pants. And every dad in the place was saying, "What is he having? <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me what that man is having." Well, that's funny. Well. Yeah. Have a great weekend, Mike. Well, I might talk to you tomorrow, but you I'll too. let you know if I end up uh, doing anything with my mom. You will be the first to know, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later. Thanks. Appreciate you, Mike. And uh, I, I do have to say, between LaCroix Butler and Mike and Eau Claire, LaCroix has texted in and said uh, he has, uh, Mike has his respect for for saying, because Mike said, I can handle it. I'm a big boy. Uh, LaCroix liked to hear that. There's two adults. Two mature callers going at it, demanding respect from each other. I'm a fan. Three minutes. We'll come back. Keep talking about the Packers schedule. We got a lot of text to get to. Games that you're interested in. Maybe you're making plans. You want to travel to one of these games. Maybe there's a tradition you do for a certain matchup. Everything's on the table. I'm just talking about the Packers schedule and what comes to mind first when you look at it. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Uh, I didn't have Ben Kenny booked uh, for this week or for next. You know, if the Badgers do something, love having Ben on. Uh, if the Sixers go to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals, maybe we'll have to talk to Ben. He is listening, I think, because Kenny and Heilpern is starting in a bit, and he probably was trapped in the studio with my voice coming through the speakers. Uh, and he has chimed in on the, this airport discussion. He says, Denver's airport is an abomination. Been trying to renovate it for years and years. Chaos at the luggage carousel. Terribly managed tarmacs. Logistics out of whack. Just chaos everywhere. I have three to four hell stories from that place. Things getting stolen, broken luggage. It's terrible. We might have to have uh, an airport segment with Ben Kenny. I do love talking about airports. I think it's very fun. I just don't travel to lots of different places. Like, I've been to Phoenix, and I've done the Sky Harbor a couple times. Uh, I've been to LAX. I did San Diego for the first time because I don't really have thoughts. Uh, where else have I flown? Bozeman. Bozeman's kind of a fun little airport. I would imagine it's very similar to Salt Lake City. Nothing better than LSC, baby. The Lacrosse Regional Airport on French Island. 
Yeah, that's my that's my airport. I've never flown out of the Madison Airport. Maybe Dave has. Dave is from Middleton, 608-796-2558. What's going on, Dave? Yeah, I was listening to your comments about the uh, hidey hole for the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but uh, there is one that is now retired. Uh, it's in the mountains of West Virginia. It's called the Greenbrier Resort. It was built in the Eisenhower administration. Uh, could house all the members of Congress and the cabinet and presidential party. And uh, they give tours there now. This so, place, yeah, there's. I'm, I'm looking at pictures. It looks like the Grand Budapest Hotel. This is not exactly like sneaky. If people had to hide somewhere, I would not hide here. It look, This is the most conspicuous building I've ever seen. Yeah, well. Yeah, they've retired it, basically. So, yeah, there's been a lot of speculation about uh, what is actually going on underneath the Denver airport. And I've read some relatively reputable suspicions that, uh, yeah, there's something underneath there that uh, is for the government, by the government. And uh, so, very interesting. I enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm getting, oh, now I'm getting a lot of texts on... uh... On airports, I'm gonna have to dig into this, even if it's after six o'clock, because I'm I'm curious. I don't know if they if the if the government was to build a, a large structure and they had to hide it, they did it perfectly. They're like, oh, sorry, we messed up the plans and we like accidentally spent like a couple billion dollars of taxpayer money, and we're like, yep, that sounds like something the government would do. They would mess that up. So it, it is the perfect crime with the perfect cover up. I, I just don't know why the airport also has to suck, as Ben Kenny has told us about. <laughs> like well, you, like you can people. you can have a, a bomb shelter underneath an airport, and the airport can work fine. Like we, the airport doesn't also need to stink. Good question. I haven't thought about that. But hey, that's my comment for today. Have a good evening. Talk you as well. Later. You as well, Dave. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, the Denver airports. Just just go there. Get a connecting flight. You don't have to leave the airport. If you do, it'll take you an hour because it's a, it's miles away from everything. And the compound, I could look this up. We don't need to get this in the weeds, but Denver Airport, the property is massive. Let me see here. I've looked at this Wikipedia so many times. See, I better be careful with what I say because if we say too much, the government might just cut us off. And I don't want the show's transmission. Kidding. I turned my mic off. <laughs> Um, square mileage, square mileage. I don't know. I'll track it down. Matt is in cross planes. I'll get to you in a sec, Matt. Uh, the Packers schedule. We haven't gone through the whole thing. We haven't win lost the whole thing. Maybe we can do that as a bit tomorrow. Bears opening Sunday is going to suck because there's going to be 20 years of stakes all riding on this game. If the Packers win, Packers fans are going to be really annoying about how the Packers still own the Bears. And now Jordan Love has taken over ownership of the Bears. If the Bears win, then it's going to be the Packers are never winning a game in this rivalry ever again. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Aaron Rodgers is gone. New era, when in reality it's just one game. Falcon Saints are both interesting games. I just don't think we can assume wins the same way that we've assumed wins with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Uh, We're looking at a potential meetup of callers and show participants alike. October 29th, the Packers host the Vikings at noon. Maybe we'll have to get together. Tony said he would rent out the entire Lodge Kohler for anyone and everyone who wants to go. That's what he that's what he said, right? <laughs> I don't think that's quite what he said. Something along those lines. Things of that nature. Matting Cross Plains, 
796-2558. What's up, Matt? Well, you can call me in for that game because uh, my brother, uh, he actually married in the season tickets, so uh, I'll plan on being there if Tony's opening up Lodge Kohler for some steaks. Let's go, Tony. Yeah, I was going to say, um, and I guess he can hook us up. We're going to have wine with Rob Domofsky, too. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that sounds good. And I think the NFL really did uh, Jordan Love a solid by putting in the first two games on the road. So if, uh, you know, if he goes... 2-0, and and he comes back to Lambeau 2-0, it's going to be like all hail Jordan Love and 15 more years of great Green Bay quarterback play. But yeah. if he loses those two, it'll be like, hey, they're on the road, he's a new starter. You know, that's what it's going to be. But I think I, I think we're going to win both those games, actually, and I think we're going to go about uh, – I'm going to go 9-8 and eight this year, and we're going to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to win-loss out the whole thing because there's always that one sneaky game that you're like, oh, they should easily win that, and they lose. And then there's the game you're like, how the heck did they, you know, not win that game? So, yeah. anyway, that's what I think about the, the record. I think we're going to be fine. We, we got a good defense, uh, you know, and he's going to work and go to OTAs with his – new receivers and his, you know, young receivers and they're all young and they're all, they're all pumped to win. They're not out from under the shadow of Aaron Rodgers, And, uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Right. It's, it's the, exciting, the, but we the overreaction this, uh, to the first game. But that's part of the fun. That's why we do this. That's why we're so obsessed with all this stupid yeah. sports stuff. Indeed. Right. Indeed. But, you know, we gotta, you know, you know, I'm glad they let out the schedule cause you know, it'll, it'll take the, uh, hurt off when the Brewers start to tank here and, uh, you know, your ratings gold will go up again where you're complaining about council and pitch counts and why nobody can hit and small Adonacio ball. not spending any money. Yeah, you know, small ball bunting. We're going to have you a know, lot of that. Part of, the new, part, of, part of the new rules of the game, you know, they don't bunt anymore because you got to steal all the bases now, so yeah, it's right. good. But, uh, but the, Cub, the Cubs put a whooping on the Cardinals last night, so I'm happy again, not depressed. I'm going to the golf outing. My son's basketball tournament got canceled, so it's like uh, what, divine intervention. I what date is the golf outing again? The the golf outing of the zone, or Madison, 20, by the way. Yeah. 24th? June 24th. I already, I already signed up, so I'm, I'm good to go. I don't, I don't waste time when it comes to doing fun things. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll see what happens, though. So I'm not going to be able to go, unfortunately. Grilled cheese champ. What, what are you doing? Well, I have a wedding the night of the 23rd in my, uh, in my uh, hometown, and I have plans that Saturday. I thought the golf outing was in August. What happened? Or do nope. they do more than one now? June 24th. I don't know. Maybe maybe they did because of my complaints of not being able to go to the first one. I don't know. But anyway, well, well, I'm sure you know you could you could come hungover. You know, if the wedding's on a Friday, who has their wedding on a Friday? I actually don't mind. Maybe that's something that we can debate. Well, Bart Winkler had his wedding as we learned on New Year's Eve, so courtesy's just out the window these days, Matt. I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> that's yeah, this generation. Yeah. Just come. Come if you can, right? All right, Grant. Well, you have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. You as well. Have a great night. And I wish I could see you at the golf outing, but I have a wedding. I Look, here's how I feel about Friday night weddings. When I get the invite that says the wedding's a Friday night, I'm annoyed. Because now I have to make arrangements. I have to take a vacation day. But, but, once I make said arrangements and show up to the wedding, and I get to, and I get to have a full weekend after the wedding, then I love it then it's great, right? So that's the, the give and the take of the Friday night wedding. Like, for example, this wedding is right outside my hometown of Menominee. 
So I'm going to get to go to that wedding on Friday night. And then a lot of my friends who are going to be a lot of my college friends, because it's college buddy, we're going to go out on one of the finer bodies of water the state has to offer, Tainer Lake. And we get to spend Saturday doing that. If it was a Saturday night wedding, we don't get to do that. So these, these are the, the gives and the takes of, of um, well, of our society, really. I guess we want to make this big picture. But yeah, Bart Winkler, as Cone Roller chimed in earlier, uh, having a wedding on, on New Year's Eve. I mean, come on. How narcissistic can you be? How narcissistic can you be? Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back. More Packers schedule talk coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bills. Kenny and Halpern coming up in a bit. We don't have those pesky brewers tonight to distract us. We watch NBA playoffs. Ben Kenny's Sixers trying to close things out and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. I kind of think they will, but then again, last year the Bucks were in the same spot. They were up three to two, going home for game six, and then Jason Tatum just had a stupid 40-point game. So maybe Jason Tatum will do that tonight on the road. I don't know. I'm going to be pulling for the Sixers. Not because I all of a sudden love the Sixers. Don't get this twisted. The Sixers are on my list, too. They're just not as high on my list as the Celtics are. Plus, if the Celtics lose in this series, oh, the offseason will be great. Because they got to do something. They got to trade somebody. I don't know that they should, but they they will because that's how the world works. And uh, as someone who's been trying to spread misinformation on the Internet for well over a year now about Jalen Brown and his role on the Celtics... I like the idea of him getting frustrated, wanting to go elsewhere, wanting a, a different role. So we love that. Nuggets and Suns are the late game as Denver tries to put away Cone Rollers, Phoenix Suns, and Kevin Durant. Maybe we need a Friday NBA lounge tomorrow to talk about these games because we could potentially see the Nuggets and the Sixers advance to the conference finals. Both of these series could end tonight. Maybe we could see Tatum and Brown's last game together. Who knows the future of Chris Paul? So we might need to do an NBA lounge tomorrow. We didn't do one today because it's schedule day. We're reacting to the release or the leak, I guess, of the of the Packers schedule. Some text here, 608-796-2558. Duck and Holman says, your wedding, congrats. Not mine, but thank you. Oh, <laughs> Claire, Chris says, "I oh, this is good. He said, I lived in a suburb of Denver, uh, Aurora, from 89 to 94. I'm familiar. Said they were building an airport during that time. I remember a brief snippet of a local news segment where they were wondering why they were, one, taking so long to build the airport, and two, why they were digging so deep. I understand your conspiracy theories. Also, your FBI, FBI agent is listening so hard right now. This is what I'm talking about. The government is up to something, and I doubt that they want us talking about it, and I wouldn't be surprised if the show gets taken off the air at any second. Mike from Chippewa Falls says, Denver's airport sucks, and so does Detroit's. It's old, and the hallways are narrow, and the ceilings are low, and you're bumping into people. Uh, do you mean Detroit, or do you mean Denver? Because I've had nothing but great experiences at the Denver airport. Or the, the Detroit airport. Detroit. Detroit. Detroit airport. Uh, Packers don't play Detroit until... Scrolling, scrolling. The Lions on Thursday Night Football in week four. 
So that'll be on September 28th. That's an Amazon Prime game, so I swear, if you don't have Amazon Prime and you're going to want to get it to watch that game, do it now. Or put a reminder in your phone, because I swear, the week of is going to be annoying. We're going to get to Wednesday. It's always what happens. I'll be listening to the Bill Michaels show, and Bill will bring it up. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime game, and then a bunch of people on the Bud Light live stream will comment. They'll be like, I don't have Amazon. Blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know. Get, get Amazon Prime. You can watch every Thursday night game then. So they, they have Detroit on Thursday night. Uh, that game will follow a stop in Chicago, a stop in Atlanta, and the Packers' first home game will be in week three against the Saints. I don't know what to make of those first couple of games. The schedule on its face is very easy. I think only two of these opponents made the postseason last year. The Vikings did. The Giants did. The Chiefs did, I suppose. But the Vikings didn't win a playoff game. The Giants won one playoff game against the Vikings and then got rocked by Ben Kenny's Eagles. Bears didn't make it. Falcons didn't make it. Saints didn't make it. Lions didn't make it. Broncos didn't make it. Like, this is not a loaded schedule. The problem is, I'm not sure how good the Packers are, and I'm not sure how good Jordan Love is. Right? So in the past, if we were to look at this team with an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team, with Devontae Adams, with Matt LaFleur... Right, Some of these very good Packers teams that we got used to kind of between 2019, 2021. I'd look at this the schedule and think, oh my God, they could have a shot at the one seed. Because this just isn't a great schedule. The Packers are playing a third place schedule from last year. So a lot of these opponents aren't as good. Not as many playoff teams, not as many legit contenders. But now I'm, I'm not so sure that the Packers are all that good. So that's my hesitancy with the schedule. I don't look at Bears, Falcons, Saints in the first three weeks. And think, oh, the Saints are going to be better than most people think. I think the Saints will be what they have been at every point post-Drew Brees. Like, okay, you got some nice players, and your quarterback's fine, but that's about it. The Falcons are a Big Ten West team. They're going to run the ball. They're going to shorten the game. They're going to control the clock, all of those things. And the Bears, I think, will be a professional football team, unlike last year when they were running around a lot of guys who just stunk. They go out this offseason. They use a lot of that cap space to just get just sturdy defender, like T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards isn't a pro bowler, right? But he is a professional. They brought in professionals. So there's a certain baseline level of competence now from the Bears. There's a certain baseline level of uh, competence from the Falcons just because of the way they play offense and possess the ball. And then the Saints are the Saints. It's not that I think the Bears, Falcons, and Saints are great, and I'm worried about the Packers starting 0-3. It's that I don't know how good the Packers are. I don't know if Jordan Love in his first career start, his real first career start. I Kansas City was a spot start. Like, he's the starter and he's got months to prepare, I don't know what to expect from him. So it's not that I'm concerned about the schedule and the schedule. The schedule's harder than most people are saying. No, I don't think it is. I I just don't know how good the Packers are. Eau Claire Chris says, I'm more upset about the bye week being on week six. That's a long second half. And I'm sure we'll hear that from Matt LaFleur, and I don't want to hear it from Matt LaFleur because last year all I heard is, well, the bye week's so late. God, I'd kill for a bye week. I might jump out of this airplane on the way to... to on the way to London, I'm so miserable. Oh, I can't believe we have to go play in Europe. Oh, sucks. Yeah, you think you live in Green Bay. Wouldn't you like to get out of town every once in a while and see something cool? With all due respect to Green Bay, Brett Favre Steakhouse is really cool. Although, I don't know if it's still there anymore. Is it? I ate there years ago. Favre's Steakhouse. Is it still there? Oh, they demolished it. Uh, in 2020. Wow. Yeah, I'm really up to date with what's going on in Green Bay, as you can tell. If I was Matt LaFleur, 
I'd want a chance to maybe get out of town a little bit. Go somewhere that's not Green Bay. But all he did was piss and moan about going to London. So I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything about an early bye week this year. Because last year all we heard about how it was terrible that the bye week was late. The bye week's gotta go somewhere. And there's pros and cons to an early and a late bye. It's not always gonna be smack dab in the middle of the schedule. Okay. Oh, the bye's too early, bye's too late. Well, it's going somewhere every year. Just work around it. Every team's gotta deal with it. Three minutes, we'll come back, wrap up the Wisco Sports Show, turn things over to Zach and Ben at six o'clock for Kenny and Halpern. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show got about three minutes left before we turn things over to Mr. Ben Kenny. Mr. Zach Heilprint. Do you think they remember the Tolzine spin? I had uh, Bobby and Eau Claire bring that up. I forgot all about that game. The one where they uh, tied the Vikings. That sucked. I forgot about that. It's all starting to come back to me a little bit. Uh, we had a lot today. We talked about the Packers schedule. And we had LaCroix Butler calling out Mike and Chippewa Falls. And I think Mike handled it like a pro. Mike said, I've been doing this longer than... LaCroix Butler has been around. I've been doing this longer than any of you guys. Brought up a fact about Bart Starr coaching in the 70s as the quarterback's coach. Said, your smoke doesn't bother me, which I respect. I think LaCroix Butler does as well. Uh, We made plans to potentially gather at Lodge Kohler for uh, a wine tasting with Rob Domofsky and uh, a meet and greet with Tony in Texas. Looking forward to that. And airports came up for some reason, and I don't remember why. Uh, I just tweeted out at Wisco Grant, let's embrace debate. What's the best airport in the country? Cone Roller says Phoenix or Minneapolis. I'm a big MSP guy. I'm a big MSP guy. So you're going to have a hard time pressing me off of MSP. Either terminal. Either terminal. Now, if you're flying Southwest, you're going to go out of the small one, which is really convenient. But I always fly Delta and going out of the big one, it's whatever. Hop on the conveyor belt, stretch your legs. You're sitting down all day waiting for planes and flying on planes anyways. Walk isn't the worst thing in the world. And they have a very friendly staff that can attend to the elderly and and those who are mobily challenged. I'm an MSP guy. Uh, Getting a couple of replies for Sky Harbor. All right. The baggage claim is a little weird, a little dark and dingy down in the basement. But maybe I was just in a bad mood that one time when I needed to go get my luggage. Also, ideally, I'm not checking luggage. So the baggage claim should not be a a selling or a breaking point of an airport. Just carry on. Just carry on. It's never been easy to... Easier to fit everything in your carry-on. You get a carry-on and a personal item unless you're flying Frontier. And at that point, that's a you problem. Don't fly Frontier. Unless Frontier wants to sponsor the show, then I will become Mr. Frontier. Dallas is pretty nice. Never done that one. Never been to Texas. Maybe that's something I need to check off my list. So those are our answers so far. I really like Detroit. I had a great experience at the Detroit airport. Uh, Oh, right. Before we wrap up the show, I should also mention one thing I missed. Uh, Brett Favre Steakhouse was mentioned. It has been demolished. Duck and Holman chimes in with a little uh, a little context to that. He said the poor demolished it as payback and to keep warm. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's gonna do it. That's the perfect way to end tonight's show. Tomorrow, I think we're gonna have a little impromptu NBA lounge at four o'clock because we could see the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant get eliminated tonight. 
and we could see this iteration of the Boston Celtics come to an end. And if that's the case, man, I would just be, man, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be gutted for that fan base and for that team, the Boston Celtics. So we'll start there tomorrow. And then maybe some more Packers schedule stuff, maybe some Brewer stuff. We'll see. Should be an awesome show either way. You never want to miss a Friday show. Never miss a Friday show. Oh, my God. Never, ever, ever, ever. Enjoy Kenny and Halperin. Enjoy the basketball tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. Can't wait.